What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the Week 10 DFS Breakdown and Walkthrough Edition of the Pod. Please just remember to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcast if you're listening and you enjoy it. It does mean a lot to us. Thanks to everybody that's been rating and reviewing recently. It'd be nice to get a little uptick, though, right now. We've been hovering right above 500. Let's pop that thing up closer to 550 or so, guys. Come on, just take a quick second. Go give the pod a rating and a review there in Apple Podcasts. And, of course, if you want access to all the tools that I'll be talking about here on the pod, you can get them with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. Sign up is quick and easy. I know that some of you could be um, starting to get more interested in playing DFS if you're having trouble in your season-long leagues, and there's you know, no better time to jump in and use some of the tools that we have there. It's certainly the, the cheapest uh, subscription in the, in the industry as far as uh, the access we give you to tools for not only season-long but for DFS and for Dynasty. So uh, without further ado, let's get into this slate because Texas is playing here at 2.30, and by the time you hear this, you'll probably know whether or not they've beaten Kansas State, but um, you know, I just uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with these Longhorns. Um, we will get into it though here as I will pull up the NFL spreads since I've been th- thinking about college so far today. All right, Baltimore at Cincinnati. We have Baltimore here as a ten and a half point favorite in this game. We have. of the tickets on the Ravens, along with 62% of the money. The over-under here is at 44.5. It looks like basically the the money's right in line with the public sentiment. 52% on the under, 53% of the money is on the under in this one. As far as DFS plays, I mean, this starts and ends with Lamar Jackson, right? And the narrative we're going to hear this week about Lamar Jackson, who is averaging what, 79 rushing yards per game? Just, I mean, if we're talking about DraftKings and FanDuel, which I guess we kind of are here, that's an extra two touchdowns per game passing that he's adding via his legs. He has a rushing prop this week of 72.5 yards. So certainly you can go there. I'm not sure how popular he'll be because we have another two games that have really high over-unders, really high totals. And there are some spots where you know, in those games where there are really easy pairing options, 
Whereas with Lamar Jackson, it's a little bit tougher, um, you know, to pair him with like a pay up for a Mark Andrews at tight end in a week where we have some good value tight ends, or maybe look to Marquise Brown, who, you know, despite being a guy who can take the distance on any given play, just hasn't really been getting the volume as he's been hurt off and on with, you know, not one, but two different injuries now. Um, so it, it makes, you know, going with Lamar a little bit tougher in tournaments because generally you want to sort of stack that situation and bring it back on the other side with some kind of option. Those options aren't quite as appealing with Lamar as they are with some of these other players. So I think for that reason, we won't see as many people on Lamar uh, as normal. And I, I think it's fine to play Lamar Jackson just by himself, run him out there naked, as, as they say, um, just because, you know, what he's able to do with his rushing really, really is just so elite. And I'll also just say as a general, you know, strategy, when we're looking at these running quarterbacks, they're generally better values over on FanDuel simply because there's no three-point bonus for that 300 yards passing. With Lamar Jackson, I mean, the the three-point bonus for the 100 yards rushing sort of comes into play as well. But, um, you know, in, in, in general for quarterbacks, we're expecting a little bit of rushing production to sort of buoy what it is that they're doing. FanDuel is a little bit, you know, uh, more optimal as, as as far as where to play those guys, and it's it's a week where it's you know it's tough to pay up a quarterback and to, to look, we'll 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 get to it. Construction's tough this week because there are pay up spots at all these positions, and it's just going to be interesting to figure out. It's it's one of the tougher weeks. Let's just let's just leave it there. Um, on the Baltimore side, you know Mark Ingram. I don't think he's. I, I'm not interested in. I don't think I'm interested in, in playing him on DraftKings. What is he, 7,100, 7, something like that? I mean, he, he does have a giant touchdown expectation in this spot. Yeah, 7,100. There is a giant touchdown expectation in this spot. But when I pulled up the props earlier here on the Vegas tool at rosterwatch.com, um, he has a one-and-a-half reception and 78.5 total rushing plus receiving yards over under he's minus 135 to score so uh, on DraftKings, that's you know the value on him he's like out of the 70 plus props that i pulled he's coming in at like number 63 at 1.94 x that's 7100 he's projected uh, via that median projection by the vegas books at 13.8 fantasy points of course you could always fall in the box for like you know two extra touchdowns but we saw last week that justice hill and gus edwards were beginning to get more involved i think that continues here against the shitty um uh, uh bengals as byron talked about earlier on the waiver wire podcast this week justice hill was a player he's actually interested in for deeper tournaments i'm not sure that i'm going to get there i'm certainly not going to go to gus edwards but i do think th- those players involvement do sort of hurt mark ingram on the other side of the game, I mean, who can you really play? Ryan Finley is going to be coming in here for these guys at quarterback. He's He was good in the preseason, but didn't really have any connection with any of these players that are going to be out there this week, except for maybe Alex Erickson, the guy who he was targeting a ton. Who What's that dude's name? He was targeting a ton in the uh, preseason. This is going to kill me. It's, um, oh, man, the Cincinnati, we, 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 we played him all the time. Uh, Bengals. Let's let's look at our lads at their um, at the roster here. As always, very 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 prepared for the DFS pod that I have to do between my Roto Grinder show and the Serious show. Um, who was it? I guess he's not even on the roster anymore. All I see here is Morgan Stanley, um, and that wasn't it. Who was that? Oh, who's that other wide receiver man? Seems like he was on the active roster earlier this year. 
This is just this is gonna piss me off. Preseason Bengals wide receiver, maybe it'll maybe something will pop up here. Um, so here we go. Preseason battle. They have eleven wide receivers fighting for these spots. Um, I find this guy's name, even though it has nothing to do with this DFS slate. This guy's not even on the roster. Now I'm just now I am just pissed off about this. Damian Willis. Damian Willis, that was the stack. Ryan Finley to Damian Willis in the preseason. Um, but look, I think this week our model identified uh, Tyler Boyd as somebody who's pretty interesting, especially on Fanduel. He's only forty-seven hundred. My only worry is, for one, is there a connection with Ryan Finley? Will the volume be there? And for two, man, last time he played the Bengals, Marlon Humphrey moved into the slot against him and really shut him down. Now we are seeing that the. Uh, secondary of the Ravens and just the Ravens defense in general is getting healthier and getting better as the season has moved on. And then maybe that could put a damper on Tyler Boyd, but you know, the number one receiving weapon in a situation like this where, um, you know, they, they sh there should be a negative game script. Uh, they're going to have to be throwing the football a lot. You know, Tyler Boyd, I think makes some sense. And he's somebody who will have some exposure to here in this game. I, once, once again, no interest in Joe Mixon. You could play him if you want to, but if you've just gone along with not having interest in him pre, you know, for the previous games, you've done well enough for yourself. Let's go to the next one. Atlanta at New Orleans. Atlanta, God damn it, they're 1-7. Uh, New Orleans Saints here, 7-1. and one. Alvin Kamara back healthy. Uh, New Orleans here, 13.5-point favorites. Uh, Over-under in the dome of 51 points. And we have 58% of the tickets on the over and 71% of the money on the over. So the Sharps thinks that this thing goes over. And... I mean, the play of the slate is Michael Thomas. Um, I was talking about it on my Roto Grinder show earlier. Uh, just I, I put in a, I put in a quick uh, thirty lineups in the uh, Yahoo 250k baller tournament uh, this this morning. And when I did, I, I I had Michael Thomas in every single one of them, and just a bunch of stacks involving this game with guys like. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Ted Ginn Jr., a little bit of Alvin Kamara, but I'm, I'm worried somewhat about um, Alvin Kamara coming back off the injury, the fact that you know, the coaching staff could want to keep him fresh right for the for the kind of for the playoff stretch here. And the fact is Latavius Murray has looked really good during the time that he's been in uh, in Alvin Kamara's absence. So the idea might be why rush him back? and put him in harm's way against a team that we should easily roll over by two touchdowns. That makes me a little bit worried about Alvin Kamara here when I can move up just $400 on DraftKings to get, you know, get a Saquon Barkley. Certainly when we look at Alvin Kamara at 8400 versus Christian McCaffrey at 10-5, that's when you start saying, well, I can save $2,100 here. Uh, that becomes interesting, and we'll talk about that when we get to McCaffrey. Is he viable uh, this week in, in cash games? Always viable in tournaments, and I mean, always in cash games. But it, he makes construction really hard. A guy like Alvin Kamara doesn't make it as hard. But, he, I mean, uh, it's like my guy Derek Cardi said on, 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 as I mentioned, the, I always talk about the Blitz show on Roto Grinders. And I do that because I, I record this pod right after that. And so a lot of my um, thoughts are kind of still um, marinating from the things that Kyle and Cardi, you know, said on that show. And, um, like Cardi said, man, it's like every running backs this week. You know, there are some warts, right? I don't feel like anybody's in a in a in a super terrific, you know, elite great spot. And as we go through the pod, 
that'll become clear. That's why this slate's just, you know, this slate's hard. And um, it's going to be one where people go a lot of different ways. And uh, hopefully there are ways that we can sort of find an edge as, um, as we go through here. Um, I mean, Jared Cook, too, on the, on the Saints side, I think that that's probably fine. I like to pull up the matchup tool here at Roster Watch and just sort of see. I know that the Falcons are the number one matchup for opposing quarterbacks. I know that they are – so they're number one for opposing quarterbacks – they're number seven for opposing running backs. They're number one for opposing wide receivers. They're number seven for opposing tight ends. So, and by one and seven, I mean like the best and the seventh best on the week out of the 26 teams that we have here. Look, the deal is um, on the Atlanta side that the, the, the Saints defensive front is you know pretty formidable and and good as far as getting pressure, and you just worry a little bit about Matt Ryan coming off an injury, um, being able to you know being able to hold up in the pocket. But I other than that, man, I don't worry much about Julio Jones versus like Marshawn Lattimore or um, or these or these DBs of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we've seen the the Falcons roast these guys. The last time they were at New Orleans. Um, Julio Jones had like 11 receptions and like 150 yards. I don't think he scored in that game, but he he's had spike games at uh, at the dome before. So I think you're fine going with Julio if you'd like to. For me, it's really really hard to get to Julio simply because I want to play Michael Thomas so bad on the other side. And I guess in, if I were really interested in stacking this game with a whole lot of correlation, hoping that it goes off, maybe it'd be better to play Julio than it would be to play Mike Evans or to play Chris Godwin in the other high over under game that we'll talk about. But I just I find so so much of, of my constructions where I'm interested in playing a guy like Kyler Murray and maybe pairing him with Christian Kirk. Um, generally, I'll, I'll, I find myself having a whole lot of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin bringing back those stacks and having sort of um, my one-off from this game being a, being a Michael Thomas. So I think if I were stacking it with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and maybe a Jared Cook or maybe a Ted Ginn, um, then on the other side, instead of maybe having one of those Tampa Bay guys, I would elect to have Julio Jones. And certainly on uh, FanDuel, Calvin Ridley, where he's only like 5300 I don't know what they've done with his pricing and, and why he continues to be so cheap. Austin Hooper on the Falcon side, certainly always in play. Our models identified Matt Ryan as being in play because they liked Julio. They liked Calvin Ridley. They liked, um, they liked Julio Jones or Julio Ridley and Hooper. So if they're going to like those guys, or they, why is our model like a, a, a they, them? Is, is that its preferred pronoun that I'm using? I guess it's more of an it, right? It, that. <laughs> so, but if, if, it, if, if it likes those guys, it's got to like Matt Ryan, right? And then Devontae Freeman. If you're playing over on Yahoo, I mentioned I put in some, some of those lineups earlier. I found myself getting a whole ton of Devontae Freeman because he's only 14 bucks over there, which is just, I mean... He costs his, you know, he costs less than your defense. Um, so I think that he's an interesting play over there. And just 5,100 on um, DraftKings, I think he's interesting enough. I noticed that he has a kind of an interesting receptions prop in this game. He has a four-and-a-half reception prop, does Devontae Freeman. And we know that New Orleans is hard to run on uh, in the traditional sense. But 
Uh, Devontae Freeman could get some use uh, through the air here, and we know that he has a lot of equity once he gets down close to the goal line. I think if you're stacking this game up, having some Devontae Freeman uh, makes makes pl- plenty of sense as well. This should be a game that you're that you're focused on as far as your stacks and. Uh, you know, just another quick thing, just not specific to any game on this slate, but kind of per- a little bit pertaining to this game and the Arizona-Tampa Bay game, is that last week it felt like people talked all week about playing Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett and then bringing it back with Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. But then once we got to the weekend and you saw those ownership percentages, it's like you couldn't believe it. It's like Russell Wilson was what, sub-15% owned? Tyler Lockett was under 20% owned. You know, Michael, same with Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael, Mike Evans. So maybe this week, I think it's a week where people might say like, ah, oh, like I'd like to play that game with Kyler and Jameis, or I'd like to play that game with Matt Ryan and Drew Brees uh, in those great scoring environments, but everybody's going to be on them. And if I want to win a tournament, I, I got to do something weird. And we talk about, you know, to win these tournaments, you got to do something weird. But sometimes, man, um, Sometimes a lot of the, f- the field's getting smart, and sometimes the field will, out- will outthink itself. And so maybe I think in some of these spots, just don't outthink yourself and, and make sure you get, you, you get exposure to, to, to those games and, and that game especially in the Dome, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Byron, is there anything worse than whenever you're trying to shave your, your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face? Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick cut snag. It, you know none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you, like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt and 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me for a sweaty greek man like me she absolutely loves the ball deodorant and then the ball toner so smooth and shiny and so tight She's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, the, the, you know me, Alex. 
I got Greeks. We got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code rosterwatch at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering rosterwatch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. All right, on to the next one here Buffalo at Cleveland. Now, this is a one that's a real head scratcher. These goddamn Cleveland Browns are three point favorites at home with their shitty head coach, Fred, Freddie Kitchens, and their weirdly mustached. Um, taxi driver looking quarterback Baker Mayfield after the game what the, what kind of people complain about the mustache but my question is what kind of clothes was he wearing that's an NFL quarterback man um, it's just he's wearing like a weird trench coat like you, if you don't if you know what I'm talking about go google the photo of his post game from last week but how are they three point favorites at home versus Buffalo this team's shitty and I, I mean, the line hasn't moved. And when we look at it, it's like, you know, 70% of the public's on the bills, but only 55% of the money. It shows that the Sharps like Cleveland here. So maybe, I mean, I don't know. Our models like Nick Chubb, so you could play Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's got a pretty good prop this week. He seems like he's, he comes at a pretty good value, but he's just set such an awkward pricing tier at 7000 where he has guys right below him like, you know, Marlon Mack and you know, Derrick Henry. Jalen Samuels is $700 less than him. David Montgomery is $1,700 less than him. He's a guy we'll talk about later. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird spot for Nick Chubb pricing-wise, especially when some people will be worried about Kareem Hunt coming back. Now, Kareem Hunt, only 3000 on DraftKings, 4500 on FanDuel. Talk about a dart throw. I mean, th- th- this coaching staff in Cleveland's full of donkeys, and they might think that establishing Kareem Hunt instead of doing what they need to do, which is run, uh, run Nick Chubb, is what you know they want to get cued and do this week. And if that's the case, then I mean, maybe you know, on a side like DraftKings, you know, Kareem Hunt could pay off as the passing down back. I mean, we've seen these idiots take Nick Chubb off the football field when they're down in the green zone. In times where he didn't, it wasn't like he had just he had last week. It wasn't like he had just you know you know. Um, barreled down the field for some big 58-yard run, and they had to get him off the field for like a breather. It wasn't anything like that. They just take him out. You know, they knew they had two downs to get one yard, and then they put in fucking Dontrell Hilliard on one play, and then they run Baker Mayfield on a stupid-ass sneak on the next play. The whole time, Nick Chubb standing on the sidelines chewing fucking bubble gum. So we've seen that they're idiots, and it, it would be idiotic to play a bunch of Kareem Hunt here, and I think it's exactly what might happen. So for that reason, I'm just a little bit worried about Nick Chubb, but our models like him. Like I always say, this podcast is just a supplement to the models and the tools and everything at rosterwatch.com. Of course, the Hyper DFS professional lineup generator pulls from all of our tools, like the Vegas tool and the, the, uh, the, the, the various cheat sheets, et cetera, and... Um, you know, I, I I don't mess with them. I've learned not to. I did last week. And I I got out Zach Pascal, who I just I was like, man, I'm not gonna have Zach Pascal in this goddamn cheat sheet. And then look what happened. Um, but but that was on Fanduel, and I did replace him with DJ Moore, who had a very similar outing. But it just it goes to show this is a supplemental podcast about what I think. 
about what our models think and about what our tools think, uh, you can go to rosterwatch.com and, and see all that. Certainly, it does flavor some bit of my commentary, though. Um, Odell Beckham is like, he, there was, you know, kind of a squeaky wheel narrative with him. Um, Baker Mayfield says he's going to force feed him and just what, a, what an idiotic thing. Uh, because the deal is with that, like, he's going to be against Tredavious White. So if you come out early and often trying to force feed Odell Beckham in this game, it would seem like maybe there'd be a small lack of success in doing so uh, in such a bad cornerback wide receiver matchup. With that said, Odell Beckham should be matchup proof. He simply hasn't been this year. He's been more of a wide receiver two in season long. And look, we're getting him cheap here in this spot. But the fact of the matter is, even if you look at his props, this week over on the Vegas tool, the prop for Odell Beckham Jr., a four-and-a-half reception, 62.5-yard game. He's only plus 120 to score in our second-worst matchup of the week for opposing wideouts. Jarvis Landry's probably a better play, dollar for dollar. Um, his prop would certainly indicate that he has a four-and-a-half reception, 56.5-yard over-under. He's plus 175 to score, uh, 4,900 for the pricing, though, versus what – God, how cheap is Odell Beckham? Is he 61? Yeah, 61. So if I was going with one of those guys, it would probably be Jarvis for me. Uh, on the other side, I mean, I just don't know about John Brown. He doesn't seem to really have the upside that he's had previously. Uh, the same can be really said about Josh Allen. Um, but they're, they're, there's these weird, unexplicable underdogs in this game. Um, the play that gets me most excited is most certainly Devin Singletary. He's still cheap, at least over on FanDuel in that 5K range. And you're going to have to go with a couple of those running backs in the 5K range if you are interested in spending up for one or two of these wide receivers and or, you know, not interested in going down at, at tight end. So uh, he's, a, he's a reasonable option there, I do believe. He looks, he, man, he, looks, he looks so good. And that offensive coaching staff in Buffalo, talk about some, some dolts. These guys were – literally using every opportunity to ram old man Frank Gore into the line of scrimmage on these, on these uh, goal line and these kind of, you know, fourth and short sort of third and short, fourth and short situations and seeing him get nothing while Devin Singletary, all he's done all year is just on, you know, such limited touches just look like so, so good, so much better than he tested at the combine. He's a great player, man. Like he's a really exciting player to watch. He's fun to watch. This is a good matchup for him. Uh, really good prop this week. 64.5 rushing yards, uh, two and a half reception over under, and a 21.5 receiving yard over under. So 86 total rushing plus receiving yard uh, uh, prop there for him at plus 150 to score this week at just 5K. Definitely one of the players that I'm most interested in uh, on this slate. I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a good bit of Devin Singletary and a few of those uh, running backs in that 5K range. We've already talked about Devontae Freeman, and we'll talk about some more as we go forward here in the podcast. Uh, next, another game where I have interest in, in one running back, possibly eh, really just one that I'm, I'm really sick about, the New York Giants, quote-unquote, at the New York Jets. <laughs> this one has a 44.5 over-under. The Giants are three-point favorites. This thing opened up at 41.5 and, and has crept all the way up to uh, 44 and a half. We have 60% of the tickets on the Giants here, minus three, but only 40, 54% of the money. These are two shitty defenses up there in New York, man. So Saquon Barkley is definitely in play and just 
we can just talk about it now, the difference. I mean, let's just do a thought experiment and say, like, I want to play Saquon Barkley and Michael Thomas. Okay, so that's 8,800 plus 8,300. So we're looking at 17-1 total. Okay, now let's look at Christian McCaffrey. If we want to play Christian McCaffrey at 10-5, that would mean to get to 17-1, we would have 6,600 for our wide receiver, which would mean we would be looking at uh, Christian McCaffrey plus a um, like an Allen Robinson or a Marvin Jones. And so that's the difference. It's like just when you, when you can look at it not only in a one view – and look – when there, for for Christian McCaffrey to get to three X here, he's going to need thirty one point five fantasy points on DraftKings, and I know he's averaging thirty two point three or something like that. But th- that what we need to look at is like these these two v twos and and what that extra money allows us to do. And I would rather play Saquon Barkley and Michael Thomas than play uh, you know Christian McCaffrey and one of those other guys. And that's all. That's that's simply all there is to it. So very interested in Saquon Barkley here in this spot versus a versus a New York Jets defense that can't even beat the goddamn Miami Dolphins. Uh, no Evan Ingram in this game. No Sterling Shepard in this game. I worry about Sterling Shepard's long term health at this point with the concussions he's had. Hopefully, he takes as much time off as he needs. That leaves. Look, you can. I think you can. Here, maybe you can even play Daniel Jones here because I think you can play Darius Slayton. I think you can play Golden Tate, and I think you can play on DraftKings, not on FanDuel, but on DraftKings where he's 2,500, Evan Ingram's backup, Red Ellison. In games where Evan Ingram doesn't play, that guy gets targeted like four to six times, and uh, he did have the touchdown. Uh, I think he had it versus Arizona. Yeah, he had it versus Arizona. He, he kept the flow chart alive there in the game that Evan Ingram didn't score. Um, so... I think that basically does it for the for the uh, Giants side. And on the Jets side, I, we talked about Robbie Anderson last week. That was a bust and a flop, but the Jets are just shitty. I mean, if you want to go back, it'd be the ultimate troll job, wouldn't it, for Robbie Anderson to catch his couple long touchdowns this week versus the bad New York Giants secondary. I, I mean, I could see it happening. Um, Le'Veon Bell seems banged up, but he seems like he's going to go. If he would, if, if he wasn't going to go, we have Ty Montgomery, who seems like he's back off the injury report, and I'd be really interested in playing that guy. But I think if Lev does go, maybe you could play him. I, but I just, I, th- I think the Jets are just so bad. Gay sucks. Just, just sucks. Um, so uh, like, yeah. I mean, I have interest in some of the Giants there. I just. I have a hard time finding any of these jets that I can really hitch my wagon to and say that, you know, this guy's anything besides just a big time dart throw Kansas city at Tennessee, Kansas city. Now six point favorites. Now that the world knows that Mr. Patrick Mahomes is back also up to a 49 and a half point, uh, 49 and a half point total here. So a pretty hefty total here in this game. If you want to get involved and I have some interest in getting involved, uh, 83% of the public is on KC, but only 69% of the money. So, some people think Tennessee might keep this close, and if that's the case, um, you know we could maybe see some some back and forth action here. The one worry with Mahomes is kind of like Matt Ryan; he's coming off the injury, and we saw with Mahomes that whenever he was compromised at the end of that game versus the Colts, um, if he can't get out of the pocket and scramble around and make his offensive line look good with those off-platform plays and those schoolyard type plays that he's so famous for, his offensive line sucks. 
So I, I just, I, I want to make sure he's healthy and optimally I would get a game to sort of see it. But I think a lot of chicken littles out there and a lot of scaredy cats are going to say that, right? Because that's the comfortable thing to do. That's, that's my natural in- inclination. And so in tournaments, I think you can go there. Let's just not get too crazy and go there with all of our exposure over some of these other spots that profile a, a little bit better, like the NFC South uh, games and, or, you know, I guess the one NFC South matchup in, in New Orleans and then the game featuring one NFC South team versus the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, the Buccaneers there in, in Tampa Bay. Um, with Mahomes pairing with Tyreek Hill, I mean, Tyreek Hill on the outsides versus either is Adoree Jackson hurt because Adoree Jackson's actually a guy who can run a little bit with Tyreek Hill, but I think he's been banged up. And even if he is, I mean, Tyreek Hill, did you see the catch last week where he went up and just um, – he went up and absolutely dominated uh, – who was it? One of the, one of the, one of the um, Vikings corners – I'm trying to remember it in my head. Who it might have been Trey Waynes for, for a big contested catch. It's like, man, that little guy can win in all kinds of different ways. Let's just see here, Dory Jackson. I don't, I don't see. I'm, I'm looking for Dory here on the injury report, but I don't see him. So, looks like he's probably back. Um, yeah. So, who knows? It, it isn't like he's going to be on, you know, that guy all all day anyway. And Malcolm Butler has definitely shown that he's beatable. And they, man, they get Tyree going out of the slot and everything too. My buddy Derek Cardi mentioned, and it's true that when Patrick Mahomes plays, Sammy Watkins always gets overlooked. He's been getting some good volume recently. I believe he had eight targets. Uh, was it eight targets even just like last week? He was like, so he's been getting some volume even with Matt Moore. No, 10 targets last week, eight targets the week before. So over the course of the last two weeks, averaging nine targets per game. And we've seen him in these games with Mahomes. I mean, 13, 13 targets, 11 targets, eight targets, and six targets. So um, certainly we, we, can, we can look at Sammy Watkins McCole Hardman, I think, is only sort of a dart throw play. Travis Kelsey is a great play if you can get up to him. I found it a little bit easier to get up to him on FanDuel and on Yahoo than I did on uh, on DraftKings just because on DraftKings, the discrepancy in pricing between these cheapy tight ends and the rest is just so, you know, so so stark. Damian Williams is the running back play here, and I think at 4,900 on DraftKings, he's a, a fine play ever since LaShawn McCoy's last fumble. The the volume has been completely in uh, Damian Williams' favor, and, and maybe it'll sort of stick like that. LaShawn McCoy has just kind of looked shitty, and I, I was very hesitant about buying into him as the 1A in this backfield all along. Uh, the one thing that kept me not hesitant is that I've never really bought into Damian Williams either. But in the spot like this where it's Patrick Mahomes' offense, things are ticking up for him, it, it I think I think there are definitely worse plays out there than Damian Williams. On the other side, uh, there's no Corey Davis and Delaney or Corey Davis is doubtful. Delaney Walker is out. That means look, you can fire up AJ Brown, and I think you can fire up Jonu Smith, and he is cheap. I'm going to be adding um, AJ Brown onto our uh, DFS cheat sheets at rosterwatch.com. I think that he's going to be an excellent play here in this spot, and if. I mean, if you're interested in playing a bunch of players from this game and you still want to pay up for um, – because you, you you can play them. if Like, let's just say you want to pay up for Michael Thomas and Saquon or Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey if you can make that work. Well, you can start out with a lineup with Ryan Tannehill, um, A.J. Brown, and 
Jonu Smith and bring it back on the other side with like your Tyreek or your Travis Kelsey or both of them or Damian Williams or something like that. Sammy Watkins. And it's an interesting little game stack, and it's one that where the Tennessee side of that kind of game stack core gets you access to a whole lot of other plays just because it's it's so it's so cheap. And we always want to be correlating these lineups in these big tournaments because, well, it just makes our chances of hitting better because if we correlate one guy's chances of hitting with another guy's chances of hitting, it's not like we're banking on independent events on all, you know, every single spot on, on our pulled lineup, right? Um, so that's, that's sort of how I see that one going down. I, I have, I have interest in it, but it's, it's more of a secondary sort of stacking play for me. It's not one I'm just, I'm going to remember this week, just always remember week nine and people get, you know, outsmarting themselves and getting off of the Seahawks and the Bucks, uh, just because they thought it was going to be too popular. Uh, I don't want to fall into that trap again. If I'd have told you at any point prior to the start of the season that the 49ers would be the only remaining undefeated team in the National Football League after nine weeks, you'd call me crazy, right? Or I don't know, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you saw it coming. Maybe you're a big 49ers fan. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you, too, can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on MyBookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. So visit MyBookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that that 2x deposit bonus that is at mybookie.ag visit today you play you win you get paid speaking of those bucks arizona travels there we've been foreshadowing this matchup i i love the matchup um even though you know the sharp money in this i mean 68 percent of the public's on this over at 52 but only 50 percent of the money so some sharps think that this game could clunk out and that's always a that's always a worry when you're talking about Jameis Winston on one side and Kyler Murray on the other side a guy in Kyler who's completely inexperienced playing in an offense that still really hasn't found its much of its way and Jameis Winston who is uh, you know a complete uh, turnover machine who can who can lose games for you with just inexplicable uh, idiotic decisions with that being said I mean Chris Godwin and and Mike Evans' just profile is just elite plays here whenever we look at it. And, and the one worry people have about Mike Evans is that he'll likely be seeing a lot of Patrick Peterson. The one good thing about that for Mike Evans is, well, I mean, Jameis throws it to him anyway, and he can go up and beat the best corner in the National Football League, who, whoever that is right now. Um, and that's really probably kind of an interesting – I wonder, is, is it still Stephon Gilmore right now? I, I, maybe. Um. 
But it's right now, the way he's playing right now, it certainly is not Patrick Peterson. And Chris Godwin will be, will be protected from that out of the slot. So, uh, like, look, if if I knew how to pick between these two, I'd be, I'd like, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd be on an island somewhere that I bought, like in Morocco, from the week I would have had last week. It was Byron that finished, like, in 30th place in the Millie Maker last week because he he got it right and he just played all the Mike Evans. And I, I, I played a ton of a ton of Chris Godwin and that was the wrong call. I just think this week in the slot where he's protected from Peterson, I, I don't know. I'm playing a ton of both of them. <laughs> so if, if that makes any sense here, there's going to be a lot of interest in Ronald Jones, especially over on DraftKings. He's only 4.3K. And just let me look at the um, – I'll pull up the snap counts, touches, and targets tool over at rosterwatch.com and just kind of go over the – go over what happened last week in Seattle with Ronald Jones after he got some lip service from uh, head coach Bruce Arians about, you know, needing him to play more and saying that he's earned that. We go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here and we scroll to week nine. Ronald Jones last week with 20 touches, two targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown on 53% of snaps, whereas Dario Ogumbawale only uh, 27% of snaps, and Peyton Barber has just gone to the absolute uh, birds, only four touches on 14 snaps, or 14% of snaps last week. So Ronald Jones is interesting this week in a game that profiles is one where, I mean, the Arizona defense sucks, right? And this is a game with two t- – Arizona's not playing at the same pace that they were playing at previously. They're running a little bit less no huddle right now. But uh, Tampa Bay plays at a great pace. And, I mean, come on. Are you telling me that in a game wherever Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to be encouraged to play at a higher pace, they can't just go back to their natural stripes? I mean, get the fuck out of here. So I think there's going to be a lot of plays in this game. Uh, uh, But in the thing about Jameis, you can play Jameis and you can – it's pretty easy. Just make one lineup with Mike Evans, make one with Chris Godwin. I probably wouldn't make one with both. Because, I mean, if you look at their game logs, they do seem negatively correlated, even if it doesn't you know, make sense to, to, to think that they are. I mean, last week you would have loved to play DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the same lineup with Russell Wilson. O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. You know, Cameron Brait back at practice. This is the flow chart uh, defense, as it's called, by, um, by uh, Al Zeidenfeld. And, I mean, what that means is just like it's a defense is like, are they playing Arizona? Do they have a tight end? All right. The flow chart says play the tight end. And, like, Arizona's been number one uh, as far as the roster watch matchup tool all all year for opposing tight ends. Of course, that continues. The only thing is, I mean, Jordan Howard looks so bad. And, um, you know, he's back now. But, you know, who's to say that this is the week where they get him going? It's like – it's it's a deep play. Our, our model likes him just because it takes into account the matchup and the team totals and everything like that. I'm not sure that I'm quite brave enough to play O.J. Howard in this spot, but uh, I think you certainly could. I think you definitely could. On the Arizona side, you know, we saw Kenyon Drake come in last week in uh, the in David Johnson's absence and just looked like an absolute absolute beast he looked very uncanny and drake like so how much does he play how does that hurt david johnson does that swindle christian kirk by getting him out of the slot and moving him outside last week even without this david johnson sort of extra piece to the puzzle um where they really didn't go as much four wide christian kirk didn't play very much in the slot at all i believe it was his least slot um 
his least slot uh, routes that he's won all all year. I believe I saw somebody on Twitter saying it was only like six routes out of the slot last week. And if that's the case, it maybe hurts Christian Kirk's upside a little bit. And we heard and we saw last week that, you know, I mean, maybe I didn't notice it really at the time during the game. And it feels like that game was a long time ago by now. Um, but, you know, I didn't notice it much during the game. But when you look back, it makes sense that Christian Kirk didn't have quite as big a game because that offense is so predicated on getting the ball out quick to these dudes out of the slot. We know we'll see a lot of Larry Fitzgerald there, but yeah, just he's. I mean, is he really going to do any? I mean, he could. This Tampa Bay defense is just really bad. Um, so who knows? It could be Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk. I think with his pricing, you still got to play him. Uh, especially over on FanDuel where I believe he's like 5.2K or just something crazy like that. He's cheap on DraftKings as well. The other receiving options here, I mean, I mean, could David Johnson come in and, and, and play what kind of a receiver role? I think it makes sense. It would make sense to have him and Kenyon Drake on the field at the same time. I just, I'm not sure if they're going to do that. It makes it a little bit tough over here for me to play these guys, except for Kyler Murray. And just play Kyler Murray, and I, like I just I'm biting the bullet and trying not to worry about this whole slot thing with Christian Kirk, um, pairing him a little bit with Christian Kirk, but mainly just you know making sure that on the other side I have some exposure to one of those two wide receivers, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, and then also you know dashing in some Ronald Jones if I am stacking up that football game. Uh, on to the next one here. Let's go to Detroit at Chicago. Our last game of the early window. Well, I got I me. Mean, I got to get done with this. Texas kicks off in three minutes. And this is good because, I mean, who are you going to really play in this one? On the, on the Chicago side, Chicago's three-point favorites. Uh, the over-under in this one's 41.5. We have 60% of the tickets on the under along with 82% of the money. So some sharp money in Vegas, or at least some big bet, some high-volume bettors in Vegas do believe that this game will go under this, to- this total and it, I mean, look, the Bears' defense hasn't been what it once was. I still, you still can't love this matchup for Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay and Matt Stafford and all the pieces in the, really any piece in this offense. Ty Johnson, could he? You know, I made sure to sprinkle in a little bit of Ty Johnson in some of those lineups that I that I had earlier, but just because it's kind of just a you know YOLO type of you know YOLO type of play. Maybe game script gets weird. They can dump it off to him or McKissick a couple times late in the game, but maybe it's like, maybe they just kind of grind this game out because you know that Chicago wants to run the football with David Montgomery. They want to uh, keep, I, at least I would want to keep the football out of the hands of, uh, out of the hands of, of, of Mitchell Trubisky, right? Um, we, we have, we have just, I mean, we have Matthew Stafford coming into this game where like, He's got a hip. He's got a back. You know, it's like maybe there just might not be that much offense here in here in this game. And you know, you see that uh, Damon Harrison is you know Snacks Harrison still questionable with a groin. I'm not sure that the Lions are capable of grinding out of grinding out a football game. But if I'm Matt Nagy, I do want to grind one out and try and keep him off the field and not even not even let him test Galladay and Jones down the field against my defensive secondary. And Dave Montgomery's been getting the work, and he's cheap, and he's going to be chalk this week. And I'm planning on playing him. Um, 
I think you should plan on playing him too. Not saying you have to lock him in or anything like that, but I think in cash games he makes a he makes a really good play this week. The Bears have cut Mike Davis. Speaking of that, I mean the the Lions should pick up Mike Davis. I they they could use it. The Bucks could use him. There's a few there's a few of these teams that could use a guy like Mike Davis. Um, so it's just it's just I mean he's the lonely only man. It's him and Tariq Cohen, and Tariq Cohen hadn't done shit this year. Doesn't really seem like a game script for Tariq Cohen to get going either. And if I look at the props tool here on rosterwatch.com, is I got to get this channel changed over so I at least see the beginning of this game. Got it on DVR. If you'll excuse me for one quick second. Um. Uh, so yeah, David Montgomery, pretty good prop. Uh, he has a 64.5 rushing yard prop, a two reception prop, and a 21.5 receiving yard prop. So 85 total yards. He's minus 110 to score. That's an awful lot like Devin Singletary's prop this week. And those guys are right around the same price. A little bit better touchdown equity here with David Montgomery at minus 110. I think he's fine. He's one of the better. Like 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 I said, these guys, uh, um, Singletary at 5K, Freeman at 5100. David Montgomery, 5,300, all make a lot of sense, especially if you're looking to pay up at wide receivers, which I, which is a construction I like this week, and I'm not sure it's going to be that popular. So um, I find it somewhat somewhat interesting there. Uh, who else is there? I mean, Allen Robinson, Jesus. What do you have, one catch for six yards last week? It was, it was absolutely pathetic. And it sounds like my son's woken up in the background. I have a babysitter here today. So I'm not going to be able to tell her, run out there and tell her to tell that boy to shut up. So if you hear him in the background, sorry about that. If you have an issue with it, you know, fuck off. Um, for the first game of the late window, Miami at Indianapolis. Miami is one and seven. Indy's five and three, and they are ten and a half point favorites here in this spot. We have 59 percent of the tickets on Miami, but only 29 percent of the money. So the Sharps are thinking that Indy comes out and kicks their ass, even with probably Brian Hoyer at the helm. Marlon Mack and the Indy defense make a great stack here in this one. Other than that, I mean, what is it? Zach Pascal, Chester Rogers, good luck. Figure Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, good luck figuring that out. If I'm going with a chief tight end, I have more interest on the other side going with Mike Gesicki, who you know had a had a career day last week versus the Jets. And as we always talk about versus Indy, this is a good matchup for opposing tight ends just due to that cover two scheme uh, that they run there that kind of funnels targets inside to the pass-catching running backs and to the tight ends. Speaking of pass-catching running backs, or we should, I should say pass-dropping running backs, Kalen Balazs is going to be coming into focus for a lot of people, especially for just $100 over the minimum. Over on FanDuel, I'm... <sighs> I don't know if I can play him. I, I know that our model spit out that it like goddamn Naheem Hines on FanDuel, which is 4,500. I can't stand that. I hate seeing him on there. I hate seeing him pop up in Hyper DFS. I'm thinking about switching him out for Kalen Balazs, even though I know that I probably shouldn't. Um, I'm going to write that down. So I need to Balazs, maybe. I'm going to look at that. A.J. Brown, get him on. Um... And then besides Gesicki, you know, now that we have Preston Williams out, uh, I think that that's part of the Gesicki stuff, right? But that's also really good for Devontae Parker. And while this defense of Indy is typically not one that we want to target with outside wide receivers, Pierre Desir, last I checked, let me just look again. But last I checked, Pierre Desir was looking questionable at least. Is he going to be Pierre Desir? Is doubtful. So th- there you go. That's an that's an upgrade. Oh, and, qu- and qu- 
Quincy Wilson. Quincy Wilson also questionable. So that's an upgrade for all those guys. If you're trying to go hog wild, I mean, you could play Devontae Parker. You could maybe play Alan Hearns or Albert Wilson or, God forbid, Jakeem Grant or something. Um, Okay, let's get through this one. The Rams at the Steelers. Rams are four-point favorites here in this one. 70% of the tickets and 82% of the money on the Rams. And so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here because I like the Pittsburgh defense here. This is Jared Goff going across country. Probably it's probably going to be cold. In, let me look at the weather in Pittsburgh. Let's see if it's going to be cold on his on his on his California boy self. Hold on, Pittsburgh weather. Um, it's fucking it's forty two degrees. It's which is cold as shit for me. Um, ah. Tomorrow's not going to be too bad. It looks like the hour by hour is probably going to be sunny, partly cloudy. Probably going to be in the high 40s at game time. So not, not, not too cold for California, boy. But it is, a, it is a defense that's getting a lot of pressure right now. It's playing really well right now. They've been awesome since they got Minka Fitzpatrick. And just, man, look at the Steelers' game logs on defense. I think the best plays on defense are the Ravens, the Colts, and the Saints. But if you need to pay down on DraftKings, and there's no need on, on Yahoo to pay down, by, by the way. All those defenses are cheap that I just mentioned. But the Steelers, I mean, look on DraftKings, their game logs. They've had, in, I mean, 19 points, 13 points, 14 points, 11 points, 19 points, 11 points, 7 points. And then at week one at New England, they got zero. But other than that game, their absolute bottom was seven points that they got at home versus Seattle. And then other than that, they've gotten you somewhere between 11 and 19 points a week. They've gotten you a 19-pointer twice. See, Jared Goff's bad against pressure. He's, he's, he's not as good on the road as he is at home. So I, I, I like that defense. I, if I'm playing the defense, I'll pair him with Jalen Samuels here. We have no James Conner in this game. But as far as the uh, other passing game options, I'm not interested with Mason Rudolph. On the Rams side, I'm just a little bit lower on these guys. Todd Gurley, I don't like him this week. I saw he only has a 50.5 total. Was that a total rushing plus receiving yard prop that he had? What was Jer- I mean, Todd Gurley, how the mighty have fallen here. Um, no, a 66 total rushing plus receiving yard prop with two receptions for his over-under. He is minus 125 to score. Of all these wide receivers, even though Brandon Cooks is out, I'm not interested in playing uh, – I'm not interested in playing – um, Josh Reynolds and with Cooper Cup not only do I know we're going to hear this narrative that people always talk about that uh, Mike Tomlin such a dumb fuck that always likes to cover slot wide receivers with linebackers I'm just not sure that that's been true since they've gotten Minka because he, he, he was he was known as one of the really good kind of slot corner safeties you know in the league as far as these young players and he's made a distinct difference on that defense and so that could that could spell a little bit of trouble for Cooper Cup. The only thing that might counteract that in my mind is the fact that if they do get pressure on golf, he's going to need to get the football out fast. And when he does, Cooper Cup is his safety blanket. Um, I mentioned Josh Reynolds because, of course, you know, no Brandon Cooks. He's, he continues to um, recover. I believe he's still in the concussion protocol. Is that, yeah, concussion. So hopefully for him and Sterling Shepard, they get that. That's serious business. They, they get figured out soon enough. Uh, Robert Woods has just been terrible. So who knows this? Maybe this is the week he goes off. I just, I mean, 
I'm interested in the Pittsburgh side, and I could be completely wrong. Like I said, it's a deep play. It's a cheap flyer play. But in a game where everybody's going to be going with the – in a week where everybody I've talked to is interested in playing the Cleveland Browns at 2,500, I just think that – I mean, I mean, I know they're at home, but, I mean, they've shown this year that they, just, they have a 13-point ceiling, and that was versus the Jets. The last three games they've gotten three points – Four points, five points, and five points. And granted, those were against good teams in San Francisco, Seattle, and New England. But at Denver, they can only get it done with five points. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that that the, the Buffalo Bills are that worse of a you know of a matchup, or you know what I mean. I, I don't. I, th- I think it would be easier to rack up fantasy points as a defense on the Denver Broncos than it would on the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are a pretty good team in the AFC East. So take that for what you will. I, don't go, you know. Don't go crazy on the Pittsburgh defense, but I kind of like him, and I definitely do like Jalen Samuels. Okay, don't fucking tell me that Kansas State just scored. Already? Already? We're a minute and 34 fucking seconds into this game. How did he do it? Oh, Jesus, it was a 70-yard bomb. God damn it, Todd Orlando. Jesus Christ, man. How they were seven-point favorites to start, I have no fucking clue. What's the last goddamn game here? Carolina at Green Bay. Um, Carolina's five-point underdogs here. This is a 47 over-under. We have 61% of the money on Green Bay, but only 50% of the tickets. Sir, I'm sorry. I'm tilted. Um, 61% of the tickets on Green Bay, but only 50% of the money. Green Bay probably looking to bounce back here after just after getting shit on by the Los Angeles Chargers. Aaron Rodgers said it was due to some lack of sleep. I don't know what that's about. But Devontae Adams is only 6,900 on DraftKings. I would be fine playing him this week. Um, Aaron Jones, could it be, a, could it be a, a game for him? I mean, we saw, like, God, Tevin Coleman just smoked these Carolina Panthers. Um, I guess that was, was that the week before they went on by. And, you know, it could be an interesting sort of matchup here for him or Jamal Williams. It's just for the pass catchers here for the Packers outside of Devontae. Now that Devontae's back, I don't know what to do, and I wouldn't recommend doing anything with them. On the Carolina side, the only question you need to ask yourself outside of should I play DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel, which I think on FanDuel you can definitely play either of them. They're, they're both cheap enough, is what are you going to do with Christian McCaffrey? He's 10,500 on both sites, and putting him in there does greatly sacrifice your lineup when there's such a huge discrepancy in his pricing and other elite stud running backs. It will be up to you. I'll just say this, though. Fading Christian McCaffrey, we've done it. Look, it's just, it's just been, it's, it's been something that we have, we have done at our own peril all year long. So before you think about a full fade, just remember he's the best player in fantasy. He's on pace to be one of the top fantasy players that we've seen since the turn of the century. And fading those guys generally doesn't pay off. With all that being said, boy, do I like my lineups and do I like the way they look so much better whenever I go with some of those cheaper options right at the very top.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.